0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Let's bring in Jason Opel, Associate Professor and Chair, Department of History and Classical Studies, McGill University. Jason, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay.
0: Uh, I'm guessing I know what your reaction is, but I'd like to hear it through your own words. What are your thoughts on what's transpired in the last 24 hours?
1: Well, you know, I was telling someone that I wish I spoke German because, you know, there's those like long German words with like 30 letters that, that mean complicated things. And I'm sure there's a word that says or means totally shocking yet totally predictable. Uh, and that's what this was. Um, completely shocking in the sense that it's basically at the, the, the most important sort of space of American democratic life. Um, basically just trashed for a couple hours. Um, so it's stunning and it kind of deeply upsetting, you know, it's kind of a general sense, but on the other hand, completely predictable given that literally, you know, an hour or so earlier, 40 minutes earlier, the most powerful person in the United States, about two and a half kilometers away told them to go and do that or to, told them to go to the Congress. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's both shocking and predictable. Um, I'm glad that I was worried for a minute that they were going to spiral into greater violence. There were reports that seemed to be unfounded of explosives in the city. Um, but there were four people dead. I mean, it's a, it a congressional session that ended with a body count of four.
0: Is this, oh, is this now over for Donald Trump, or is this just the beginning of a new era? Does this start another fire um, I or think put one Mr. out?
1: Yeah, I think for Mr. Trump, he's a, he'll, he'll stay in bunker mentality for a while, You know, not a while, a few days Uh, He'll be back up tweeting very soon, I'm sure. He's never going to apologize or take any, you know, there's no reason to think that that will ever happen. Um, What will he do? I I do think that the most likely scenario is that there really will be a kind of, you know, Trump party um, to sort of emerge from this. Whether it consumes the Republican Party, the remains of the Republican Party, remains to be seen. Um, But really, you know, if I may, some of the most shocking parts of yesterday after the riot and the body count was that no fewer than 138 Republican members of the House of Representatives, that's 65% of the GOP contingent in the House, voted to basically disqualify the electors in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So almost two-thirds of the party, after a few hours after the Senate chamber had been trashed, uh, voted basically for what the um, people who did the trashing wanted, which is extraordinary.
0: So that being said, is this just the beginning of a new movement? Uh, many have said, you know, fourteen days. This is gone. This is over. Or uh, is is will there be a resurrection here? Clearly, there's a lot of people, and, and you know, I, I don't mean to paint Republicans with the pictures that we're seeing on on uh, various media sources uh, today. But you know, this is this is obviously extremism. But where does this party go from here?
1: So I really think, you know, it's the immediate chaos is over, but it's, no, it's not over. I mean, so there, there are tens of millions of people with a well-constructed um, social media ecosystem, echo chamber um, that believe the United States is run by satanic pe- uh, pedo- pedophilic um, elites. And as insane as that sounds, that's the deal and it is um i was reading a a a reporter a a journalist who's been working on the one of these fringe movements says they are actually continually traumatizing themselves by thinking that the u.s is being run by these satanic pedophiles and that is a certain small number of them will will resort to violence so um it really does not look good for the next couple months um the best that can be hoped for for the united states is um, competent governance over the next couple of months to bring the raging pandemic, um, which as bad as it is in Canada, is raging many times worse in the U.S., under some degree of control? Um, that would at least tamper some of this to show that there can be a kind of like functioning society. Um, but I, I have to say that the, 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 the medium term um, uh, prognosis is just not good.
0: So, what are your thoughts on the fact that this building could even be penetrated? I mean, here we are in a post nine eleven uh world. This should be one of the most secure buildings in the world. How could this ever have happened?
1: Absolutely incredible. So, I used to live near there, and i you know I was there a few years ago, and usually, if you walk up to the Congress, even when it's not in session, there are laser sighted m sixteens you know on you. You can't just walk in right so it is astonishing, and the only thing I can say about that is that it appears that what occurred is that the Capitol Police, um, who were not, who should not have been the ones who were in charge of security, they, they should have been. The, they're just the inner sanctum of this, like inside the building. Basically, just they seem to have kind of okay. Here come these people, and they just came from the president's speech, and they kind of let them up the stairs, and they let them go through the barricades. And then they seem to have just sort of two of them kind of just ran inside the building and that just set off the melee. But you're absolutely right that the one of the burning questions is how did that occur? How were the National Guard um, or just the D.C. regular police not guarding Congress while it was in session? I mean, it is. um, So that part is totally shocking and totally unpredictable. That there could be such a breach at such a moment.
0: And and again, I, I know for the most part, the counting of the electoral uh, ballots is probably one of the mo- more boring things in this yeah. whole process. But that being said, as you mentioned, you know, for for a, quite a period of time, we've known that Donald Trump is going to hold this rally just a couple of blocks from where this is actually happening. So, uh, again, how could you not have put two and two together here over and above Aye. the normal day to day occurrence? Like I think saying Washington police or Capitol police were not prepared. Uh, that just doesn't fly because guess what? They're, they're, you know, I mean, the White House stands there. So at the end of the day, how could they have not been ready?
1: I completely agree. I'll just say one thing, not really like to defend them because, you know, they're just so much, there's just so much explaining to do. Just more in terms of the D.C. governance in general. So we got to understand here that, you know, Washington, D.C. is an overwhelmingly right. democratic majority black city. It has some of the strictest gun laws in the United States, which we know is not saying much, but still it's saying something, right? The mayor of D.C. and the leadership probably were wise to say, let's try to, like, let, you know, these heavily armed Trump supporters Roam around the city and kind of avoid them. That's probably a good move. But what clearly they should have done as well is, well, yeah, you can move away and avoid, but you got to secure the capital where there's going to be this political event that is actually being targeted specifically, repeatedly, by the president himself. So, so I'm just saying the, the context is that they probably they the D.C. leadership were trying to de-escalate and avoid, but it obviously, you know, lost sight of. The caveat to that, which is the Capitol, when in session, doing this boring but important thing, has to be protected, and it was not.
0: So what do you predict the next 14 days will be like? Uh, there's still two weeks to go for this president.
1: Yeah, I think he'll stay in bunker for another 24 hours or so, and then he'll be up tweeting um, basically the same thing, uh, you know, that the election was stolen. The people who did that were great. Um, there will be calls. There are you know, movement now to invoke the 25th Amendment, which was developed in 1967 to deal with a situation in which the president was unable to do their duties. I doubt that'll happen, though, because it would require Mike Pence and other members of the cabinet to make that initial move and say we're removing the president. Um, I think the more likely scenario is there'll be a new motion for impeachment uh, on the basis of a number of federal laws violated by Mr. Trump over the last 72 hours. Um, but I think he'll ride out like he'll make it through uh, the 20th and on the 20th, I think he'll just disappear. I think he'll go to Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago for a while. Um, but he will be back um, on, you know, addressing essentially Trump nation um, when he's out of office. And um, it'll be next to COVID the most important things for Mr. Biden to take care of.
0: Jason Opel with us, Associate Professor and Chair, Department of History and Classical Studies, McGill University. Fascinating times, Jason. Thanks so much for the insight. Be well.
1: My pleasure. Take care. The Scott Thompson Show,
0: weekdays from noon to 3 on 900-CHML.